Mankind is careening toward the worst time of suffering in world history. Learn about the coming day of the Lord and the one human voice that God uses to warn and to give hope during this dangerous time. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Did you know that God has an evil military on this earth today, and He calls it His army? Why is that? Well, God's army, this really a very evil army in many ways, is going to play a key role in the day of the Lord. Now, if you look at these prophecies and you look at what's happening in the world today, you can see God intervening many times, often, in this present evil world, and yet very few people know about that. We are already seeing the building of the terrifying day of the Lord. The Great Tribulation often introduces the day of the Lord, but they are separate. The Great Tribulation lasts two and a half years, and the day of the Lord lasts one year. But they Certainly, when the tribulation is there, it shows that it is connected to the day of the Lord. So the great thing about this terrifying day of the Lord is it is concluded by the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that's a blast of great news that this world is going to hear at that time and going to that good news is going to last forever. That is something we have to keep in mind for sure. There are two minor prophets that talk about the day of the Lord and have their books about the day of the Lord, and that's Zephaniah and Joel. Both prophetic books are focused on this end time, on this end time. And if you look at Zephaniah 1, verses 13 and 14, it tells you there that There is a human voice. This is the voice of the day of the Lord, which is what I want to talk to you about today, the voice of the day of the Lord. We have to hear a voice, a human voice, delivering God's revelation to be able to repent and avoid all this terrifying darkness. And that is good news, too, if people would just take it seriously. God is a God of love, and we need to keep that in mind. But it says in Zephaniah that that day is near. It is near. God repeats that. It's coming in, and it's it's passing with lightning speed. Let's take a look at Joel 1 and verse 1. The word of the Eternal that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. So, God's revelation is given, was given to Joel. It has to be given to somebody today, to a man. If you notice that closely, that God gives this message to Joel, not a committee, not a group of scholars, but to one man. And he expects that man to deliver that message, and of course, the same applies to this end time because the message is specifically for this end time, for the time we're living in today. 
And it's the worst news you could ever hear in this world, but it ends with the best news that you could possibly hear on this earth. Notice verse 6 says, For a nation has come upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the cheek teeth of a great lion. So here God warns us, you see, about this. And it's an attacking nation coming into Israel. And if you don't know who Israel is, you need to write for our book on the United States and Britain in Prophecy, and all of our literature is free. But this attacking nation, this nation attacking Israel, has the teeth of a lion, but also the strong jaw teeth of a lion that it can just rip and tear apart. And that's what he's going to do unless people heed the warning of God. And I'll show you the good news about that if people would just pay attention. You can see here verse 8 of Joel 1, "...lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth." Now the virgin there actually reads bride. So this is including something that happens in the, uh, the Great Tribulation and even somewhat in the Day of the Lord. And it is talking about God's own church. He goes to them and warns them first of all, and 95% of them have turned away from God in this end time, but there is a little remnant that is proclaiming this message to the world, this Day of the Lord, this terrifying darkness that we need to avoid. People have forsaken God, both physically and spiritually, and we have to understand that. Verse 13 says, Gird yourselves and lament, you priests, or you ministers, howl, you ministers of the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you ministers of my God. These are God's people. But he's telling them to repent, for the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the house of your God. That's uh, the spiritual food today. And he's telling the ministers, you better howl like a dog and, and, re and get through to God and see what you have done in leading God's people astray. A terrible thing to happen. And he says, well, you ought to lose some sleep and just really give yourself to God with all your might. Verse 14 states, Sanctify you a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Eternal your God, and cry unto the Eternal. We ourselves have declared a churchwide fast for this coming Sunday for various reasons. And that is necessary if we're going to get close to God and have Him guide our lives. Verse 15, Alas, for the, day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Almighty is not used very often. It's used primarily, if you look at the New Testament, in the book of Revelation where there's so much happening and so many terrifying process is going on there that God uses the word Almighty all just often in the book of Revelation. The Almighty God with His power can do anything, and He will help us and do all kinds of things for us if we'll heed what He says. And this is, uh, you can see, not an ordinary message. 
It's much more than that. Then in verses 19 and 20, uh, you can just read that yourself. It says, The fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. There are fires and floods and all at the same time, often. That's talked about also in Amos 4. Now let's take a look at Joel 2 and verse 1. Blow you the trumpet in Zion. Here's a, well, somebody has to blow the trumpet. And that is the man that God has to give the revelation to. And he has to declare it and blow the trumpet and tell the people what is coming. You can see it building all around in this world. You'll see where God says that shortly. And sound an alarm in my holy mountain, the very church of God. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the eternal comes, for it is near at hand. It's, it's right there in the mountain of holiness, God's own church, who've turned away from Him. And He says, Now, this is all near at hand. When you understand all this and God has revealed it, it is really near at hand. A man, see, has to declare it now. And it better be God's Word or, well, then they'd be like the other 95 percent of the people just turning away from God's truth. And even 99 percent of the ministers are turning away. That's how terrifying this is. When the ministers turn away from like that, then the people usually follow, or at least many of them do. Notice verse 2 of chapter 2, a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong there has not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it. You see, there's not going to be anything anymore of this evil attacking of Israel after this. Never again. That's terrifically good news. Wonderful news. And it concludes by saying, even in, in the years of many generations, there's not go it's just not going to happen anymore. Never, ever again. If you look at it closely, it certainly does include nuclear power here. And you, this world is virtually filled with nuclear bombs. Some, they say, that can destroy an entire state like Texas. Now, that, that's horrifying to even think about. That just would destroy everything. So, God says what He's telling us is, look, if you look at this closely, you can see it all unfolding before your eyes. It is something you can see, and it's not easy to, uh, to even avoid it. I'll skip on down to uh, Joel 2 and verse 3, where it talks about great desolation. This army, this great people, this army, they've been destroyers many times before. And uh, what they're doing here, it really, this, this army of God is the communist world, the, the China-Russia axis, mainly. But this is called God's army, and it's going to destroy the Holy Roman Empire of Europe. Now, that's what it that is prophesied here. It's called the second woe in Revelation. That's all going to happen. And this army has 200 million men and women in their army. It's a, a, an unheard of number, 200 million. 
And you talk about desolation on this earth. Well, you've never seen such before in your life. Here's how they do things. Worth suffering ever right here. Verse 3 says, A fire devours before them. And perhaps some of that is even nuclear power. And behind them, a flame burns the land, is as the Garden of Eden when they enter in before them. And behind them, a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. Nothing. I mean, eh, nothing escapes them. That sounds like nuclear power, doesn't it? But this is going to happen. God has intervened. He, he's, in, he's involved in some of the things that are happening in, in this world to make sure His plan is fulfilled. And it's always been that way. And you can prove that. That isn't something we have to guess about, but you can certainly prove it. Verse 10, uh, notice what it says here, The whole earth quakes before them. The earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Well, what's happening there? The moon and the stars are going to be dark and, and uh, not shining. Well, that's a nuclear winter, you see. The sun and the moon are just, just uh, blocked out because of the nuclear winter that you probably heard quite a lot about. Why can't men see this? Why can't they? Verse 11, And the Eternal shall utter His voice before His army. Right here it is. His army, His camp is very great, for He is strong that executes His word. For the day of the Eternal is great and very terrible. And who can abide it? See, God is using His army to just to literally wipe out Europe at a certain, and, and really in the second woe. I mean, when God said, changes those trumpets to woes, that means the trouble and the problems and the intensity of the suffering is much greater. And He wants us to see that and avoid it and heed His message. Verse 13. And rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the eternal your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repents him of the evil. You know what that's saying? God is saying, Look, I am love. God is love. And he's merciful and he's kind. And he changes his mind if you repent. He changes his mind if we'll see how our sins, and they are multitudinous, if you will. They really are plentiful. God says that He would prevent all these things on the planet that's going to happen, that is, it's all leading toward, if we would just change our ways. He will change His mind because He's a God of love and mercy and kindness. And how many people know that? We, we, can, we can see that, all this building, if we're honest. You can see it. Anybody can see it if they'll just look, look at what's really happening in this world. And look at the hatred between nations and between powers and uh, certain, the certain, like the uh, Russia-China axis versus the Ten Kings of the Holy Roman Empire. They're, forming on the scene right now. 
It's happening before your eyes. You can see that, too. See, all you and I need to be concerned about repenting ourselves and changing our own evil ways. Verse 15, Blow the trumpet in Zion. A man has to do that who has been given this revelation of uh, Joel. He has to get that message out there, God says. And he says, Sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. And then here's a very interesting verse about the voice that uh, of the day of the Lord. There is a voice, human voice, that is to be heard. Verse 23, Be glad, then, you children of Zion, and uh, rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the former rain moderately, and He will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. Now, that is really confusing, and I, I can't I'd explain all of it to you, but I'll make one quote here to, to show you something, and it's all explained in our booklet on the, uh, uh, the Day of the Lord by uh, the prophet Joel. That Hebrew expression has two definitions, the early for former reign and one teaching. More mostly signifies a teacher. The King James reference for the first instance of this phrase reads, a teacher of righteousness. If you put both expressions together, it means a teacher of righteousness. There has to be a teacher of righteousness on this earth. That's what this means in the Hebrew. That is, is very confusing, the way you read it in most translations. The, the children of Zion are really uh, sons of Zion. This is talking specifically, first of all, to God's own people who are sons of God and, and have had the truth of God and turned away from it and are facing these terrifying times. That's something we must think about. And we must realize that God is going to teach us if we'll allow Him to do that. Notice verse 2 of Joel 3. Notice what this says, I will gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. See, first of all, they've gathered in the uh, in Armageddon. People talk about Armageddon from time to time. They don't really understand what it means, but it, these two great powers are going to meet there at Armageddon, where their armies are going to be trying to kill each other. And then, of all things, they see Jesus Christ coming at His second coming, and they unite to fight against Christ. And let's see what happens. He will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land, my people, my heritage of Israel. And if you look at Revelation 14, verse 20, the blood is going to be up to the horse's bridles in the valley of Jehoshaphat for 200 miles. Just blood up to the horse's bridles. What a terrible time. That is what most people think of as Armageddon, but it doesn't happen in Armageddon. Christ brings them down to Jerusalem, and then He comes back, and they see Him and decide to fight, unite and fight Christ. What a, what a deceived world this is. They're going to think it's the Antichrist.
and it's Christ Himself. What a deceived world it is, and what a wonderful vision this is. Do you realize what that means for your future? That for all mankind, really, for all people who've ever lived, they're going to get to know God if they didn't know Him before, and that includes almost everybody. When you look at it, uh, there's only a little remnant that you'll ever see of God's people. But uh, this is really the Valley of Jehoshaphat's going to become the greatest grave on this earth. It runs right through Jerusalem. That's where the big battle is going to be. And the people are going to be just waiting in human blood, verses 12 and 13. You can read that. In fact, they're waiting in blood all over the earth. Joel 3, in verse 17 and 18, God is really just going to be. Uh, Crushing billions of people like grapes. That's what it amounts to. But then he talk, talks about uh, uh, they're going to get to know God through all of this suffering. That's what it takes. He'd like for them to listen to, to uh, this message, but they don't do it. If you look at Zephaniah 2 and verses 1 through 3, you should read that. It says, Gather yourselves together. Yea, gather together, O nation not desired, before the decree bring forth, or the day of the Lord comes, before the day pass as a chaff, before fierce anger of the Eternal comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you." See, that's all talking about do it now. Make sure you get this right. Do it before it all happens. He says it four times. In three verses, turn to God and repent before these terrible things that are going to come upon the earth. Now, let me read to you what I mentioned at the beginning, Zephaniah 1, verses 13 to 14. It, it has this to say Therefore, their good shall become a booty, and their houses a desolation. They shall also build houses, but not inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards, but not drink the wine thereof. The great day of the Lord is near, it is near, and haste greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord." Well, what do you know? See, this, this voice of the day of the Lord is right there. God's going to let us know. He's going to send somebody like the prophet Joel to reveal His great deep revelation to us, His message of revelation that is given to Joel and to all of God's prophets and apostles. He gave it to them so people could be warned. And he says, it is near, it is near. How can we not heed this, this, this frightening prophecy? And avoid all that suffering. Greatly means very exceedingly. The day hastens greatly. This is something everybody needs to hear. It, the very exceedingly just means emphatically doubled, really. And it's hasting greatly, and it's like the light, just lightning speed, that it's, it's coming that fast. And it, it is all told to you by the voice of the day of the Lord. This is all about God. It's not about any man or a group of men, but there is a voice there 
and there are supporters of that voice, and they all together proclaim this Word of God to this world and tell them what's coming and tell them how to avoid it. But even if they don't, it's still great news because Jesus Christ returns at the very last trump, that last trumpet. Jesus Christ is going to pour out His plagues, and He's going to bring this world to their senses, and that's what He has to do to make them turn. Nothing else will do it. But it, strangely as it may seem to you, they get to know God through all this. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Mankind is careening toward the worst time of suffering in world history. Learn about the coming day of the Lord and the one human voice that God uses to warn and to give hope during this dangerous time. God has finally revealed the biblical book of Joel. Request Gerald Fleury's free booklet, The Prophet Joel, Christ's Bride and the Day of the Lord, to picture the time of terrifying trouble just ahead. Joel depicts the fiercest wrath ever inflicted by God against mankind. The strongest warning in Joel is for God's own people, those who were destined to become the bride of Jesus Christ but have rebelled. Understand why the punishment for Christ's unfaithful bride is far more severe than the coming destruction of the whole world. The prophet Joel foretells the rise to dominance of God's army, an unprecedented 200 million man force from the far east that will make human blood flow like rivers. Study Gerald Fleury's booklet on Joel to uncover the cause of such suffering, sin. But God never punishes without delivering a warning message first. Learn where the voice of the day of the Lord is coming from today. You can find God's trumpet blast warning message somewhere on this earth. You just have to listen for it. Beyond the dire warning is a message of comforting hope. The day of the Lord leads directly into the second coming of our Savior to rebuild the earth and to bring all mankind into his family. Request Joel, Christ's Bride, and the Day of the Lord. Also request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Zephaniah's Day of the Lord, It Hastens Greatly. God warns mankind to turn to him before, 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 before the day of the Lord. This is the only way to escape. The prophet Zephaniah's name means God protects. God makes this absolute promise to anyone who upholds his righteous law in this sinful world. Ultimately, the day of the Lord will convince mankind that only God can solve all of their problems. Study Zephaniah's Day of the Lord. It hastens greatly to discover the peace, abundance, and joy that only God's perfect world government can bring. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request our free booklets on Joel and Zephaniah. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.